This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club and just by listening, you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I am Sydney Lyerly. And we are... Getting really close to the end of yeah, Way of Kings by Brandon three Sanderson. Three episodes left if you're counting this one. If you're not counting this one, there's only two left after this. Only two more episodes after this episode. Um, also, even though there's only two left, next week we will be taking a week off because, well, it's the 27th and that's Christmas. Yes. Christmas, New Year's. The next time you'll see us will be on Wednesday, January 3rd. Yep. So make sure you're ready for that, uh, prepared. And then we'll finish up on January 10th. That'll be yeah. the last episode we have uh, of this book. And We'll probably take a week or two off and then hop back into um, the next book, which is called Words of Radiance. Yep. So make sure you get that. There'll be links in the description to download that episode, yep. that, that download, to buy that book. <laughs> yes. We also just want to say Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah. Have a good, just take some time off, chill, relax, be with family. Yeah. Uh, if you're reading during the holidays, what's wrong with you? I'm just joking. To be fair, I read, I read during I the read holidays. I read so much during the holidays. I <laughs> should have a, so my friends we actually just were talking about this our friends uh we were talking about books and all the books that i want to read right now and i'm like i wonder how many books i can get done over christmas break so we have like three or so weeks off for christmas break yep and i'm like i know i can probably get through at least like four or five books over this break yep. <laughs> she's going she, she might we'll see how it ends up she might try and get through percy jackson that's yeah. what i'm encouraging right her now to read. i'm finishing harry potter i have one book left Right. And so I know I'll get that done over over break. And then afterwards, I'm borrowing um, some books from another friend. Uh, yeah. I'm borrowing the Lord of the Rings books, and I'm going to read those and then watch the movies. Uh, but I also want to read Percy Jackson because yep. the new series is coming out, and yep. I want to watch that with our friends. And then I also want to read The Hunger Games and watch those movies and read the new book, the new Hunger Games book. Right. Watch that new movie. And I also want to read The Chronicles of Narnia right. after that. Our whole friend group is the you can't watch the show before you've read the media type of yes. group. So we're all we're all like we ha- we're gonna watch it, Sydney. So you better have it read so you can watch. You it know with what's us. funny? This kind of started because I started reading the Harry Potter books. Yes, because I have seen all the Harry Potter movies. Love them. Cheater. I had not read. I had Cheater. read a couple of the books when I was younger, but hadn't finished them. And so I borrowed them from a friend one day, like randomly, and I have one left. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, you ready to get back to it? Absolutely. So this week, what do we read, Sydney? This week, we read chapters 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, and 66. Make sure you have those read before we start, or uh, you're just going to be real confused, I bet. Honestly, yes. So make sure you have those read. Feel free to pause and come back later. We'll be here. We will always be here. We, we love have, you very much. We have much. N- no choice. Your podcatcher has caught us, and now we are trapped here until you're done <laughs> listening. So make sure you read. Uh, next week, what are they going to read, Sydney? Next week, just three chapters. We're reading 67, 68, and 69. Nice, nice, nice. Um, well, they, I guess it's not next week. It's the week after. Because remember, we're taking a break. Well, yeah, but the next... But the next episode. The next episode. Yes. have read those. Read um, chapters 7, 68, and 69. Because they are much longer than this week's chapters. Yes. So they will be take a little bit longer to get through. Yep. Um, all right. 61 is your chapter. You want to ready to get into it? Absolutely, I do. So I'll read the little death rattle at the beginning. Woo. It says... In the storm I awaken, falling, spinning, grieving. Dated Kakanev, 1173, 13 seconds pre-death. Subject was a city guardsman. Nice. And so we're starting off with Dalinar here in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And Dalinar is talking to uh, Navani. They're talking about his vision and about how he thought it was Nohadon. Nohadon. Nohadon? Yeah. 
who is the uh, the writer of The Way of Kings. Yep. Um, and I still think it would be funny if Brandon made his name backwards <laughs> or something like that. Brandon Nadrab. Nadrab. I mean, it kind of does because it ends in done. <laughs> so it does end in the same. Uh, okay, maybe it is Brandon. Maybe just, no one thought of Brandon. I just th- thought that would be a fun little thing. It would be a fun little thing. That's what I would have done if I, I was him. I know you would have, Sydney. <laughs> Anyways, um, they're talking about how Dalinar knows that it is uh, the writer of the Way of Kings. Yep. And he's like, I just know. Like, yeah. I, I just, I just know. I basically. feel it in my bones. Yes. He's just talking to Navani about how he knows, and they're talking about um, desolations and uh, what. Dalinar saw in this vision about how he thought he saw corpses of Voidbringers and all of this. Um, basically, he's just talking to uh, Navani about this this vision that he's had. Yep. Um, Renar and Adolin are both there. Talk a little bit about the old magic, too. Yes, he talks about the old magic in that uh, Renarin doesn't think that the old magic has anything to do with it, and neither does Dalinar, because the way the old magic works is you get one curse, and then you get your boon. And what do we think the boon is? Um, oh, what do we think the, well, curse the curse is? The curse is that he can't remember his wife. Nothing about her. All yes. he hears is. Shh, 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 shh. We don't know what the boon is. We don't know what. I the... don't really have any guesses about what the boon is either. Well, you... I my guess was something that, that has something to do with like him being the Blackthorn mm. and that kind of thing. You think like making him into the Blackthorn? Yeah. Okay. Or like something along those lines, like either something like battle related, like helping yeah. him like become the Blackthorn, or like maybe. Something like related to the codes, right? That kind of thing. Well, that's what I think. We'll learn more about that in three years when we get to the book three. <laughs> that sucks. That's actually not true. The, the next book, uh, you go through it. I'll tell you how long the next book will take us to read through, and then I'll tell you when we get to the next. Okay. One. Um. So they're talking about this and the fact that they don't think it has anything to do with the old magic. Navani thinks maybe it could, but Dalinar and Minarin both kind of agree that they don't think it is. Um. And yeah, so they just talk. They talk about the old magic. They talk about that kind of thing. And then uh, they're talking about um, the radiance. They talk like they just kind of talk about the the visions. That's, yes. This whole first section is just a recount of the visions, yes. basically. Side thing. It's less than a year. It's right around 30 weeks. We have to wait until we get until we get to book three. Where we start learning about this. Solid. It's actually we're flying through these. It feels so fast, even though. Well, we've said this before. Sydney and I, Sydney and I both are held back by making sure we don't read too fast for the show. Yeah, but compared to our previous books, this feels speedy. We're zooming. We got through a book twice as long in the same amount of time, so it yeah. feels like we're flying. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, it, it does. I agree. Uh, but they talk about uh, Fabrioles briefly because uh, Dalinar, Navani asks if she if he saw any, and she's and uh, in the Dalinar vision. says no. Yeah, yeah, in the vision. Uh, and then um. Renarin leaves, okay? Mm-hmm. And Dalinar and uh, Navani are alone. Again. I've been and, feeling fine. <laughs> and Navani closes the door so that they're alone. And Dalinar's like, Navani, you're doing it again. We can't keep doing this. Wait, and Navani's can we, like, Can we? dramatic read it i would like to dramatic read this part of it we can dramatic read it let's get into it let's go this is not proper my brother he reached for the door to open it again your brother navani spat expression flashing with anger why must everyone always focus on him everyone always worries so much about the man who died he's not here dalinar he's gone i miss him but not half as much as you do it appears i honor his memory 
Dalinar said stiffly, hesitating, hand on the door's latch. That's fine. I'm happy you do. But it's been six years, and all anyone can see me as is the wife of a dead man. The other woman, they humor me with idle gossip, but they won't let me into their political circles. They think I'm a relic. You wanted to know why I came back so quickly? I... I returned, she said, because I have no home. I'm expected to sit out of important events because my husband is dead, lounge around, pampered but ignored. I make them uncomfortable. The queen, the other woman at court. I'm sorry, Dalinar said, but I don't. She raised her free hand, tapping him on the chest. I won't take it from you, Dalinar. We were friends before I even met Gavilar. You still know me as me, not some shadow of a rain that crumbled years ago. Don't you? She looked at him, pleading. Blood of my father's, Dalinar thought with shock. She's crying. Two small tears. He had rarely seen her so sincere, and so he kissed her. It was a mistake. He knew it was. He grabbed her anyway, pulling her into a rough, tight embrace and pressing his mouth to hers, unable to contain himself. She melted against him. He tasted the salt of her tears as they ran down to her lips and met his. Incest for the wincest, incest (laughs) for the wincest. I don't know how I feel because okay, not she, blood related, no incest, just emotional incest, yes. no real incest. She kind of, I do feel really bad for Navani in this point because she has a point. She for the treated, first time expressing how she feels yes, is helpful. Yes, and I respect her for that, and I feel very bad for her. Like I like her. I'm starting to like Navani a lot more. Yeah. She doesn't. She's trustworthy. Yes. she's helpful. She's intelligent, and in this expression, you can tell she is. Desperate for someone to look at her differently than a, the like. Essentially, she's thinking for six years I have been not Navani. I am the wife of a dead man. Yes, and I feel so bad for her because it's obvious she misses her husband. Yep. But it's been six years, and she's ready to move on. Yeah. She's ready to become someone else and not just be the like you said the wife of a dead man. And I feel very bad for her. Yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. How whose job do you think it is when they go back and fix like little word choice mistakes in these books? You think there's someone's job who is to read every word and make sure they all make sense? Because there was another word choice difference between you and my books here. Because mine was the first book. Uh, It says, uh, "I I am I don't want to be the shadow of some rain that crumbled years ago." You know. Yeah. In mine, it says, "I don't want to be the shadow of a dynasty that that crumbled some years ago." But it makes sense. It, the dynasty didn't crumble. His son yeah. is still there. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to fix that. Yeah. But it makes me laugh because I'm like, someone's job is to sit here and read these books word by word and make sure all of them make sense next well, to each other. It's weird because it's weird that that got published that way, that we found a lot of those little changes in these in this book because well, it's weird that they got published and then fixed after they were published. I'm going to guess. Here's a few guesses. I'm going to guess a lot of books have that. Maybe. But very rarely do you and I sit side by side reading two different editions yeah. of a book. That makes it really easy to find changes yeah. when I'm sitting here reading a version that's different than yours. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure I'm sure most books have that, especially ones as long as these. Yeah. My thing is an editor can read this, but there's over a thousand pages to miss things. Oh, for sure. So if every page had two edits, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. That- no, I agree. Um, anyways, moving back into the book. Sorry. No. You're good. This is what people are here for. <laughs> <laughs> you, they better be. If they don't want us to talk, why are they here? That's why I why keep saying. Why are you here? Yeah. If you're not here to listen to me talk about Harry Potter books and the other books I want to read, why are you here? Yeah, man. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, back into the book. Um, 
So they kiss. Yay. Woo. I just a little cute little make out sesh. <laughs> I'm not totally against it. It's weird, but I'm not totally, totally against it. The kiss lasts for like four full paragraphs, though. <laughs> Yo, it's like a page of just them really, kissing. He really goes into detail about this. They make it they make it smooch for sure. <laughs> Anyways, they break apart. And he's like, I can't do this. We can't do this. She's like, shush. (laughs) Shut up. I've kissed you. And she says, something is going wrong in this world, Dalinar. The king of Yaakovet was assassinated. I heard it just today. He was killed by a shin bearer in white clothing. Stormfather. So we know who that is. Yeah. That's death. Also, uh, twisted things men say when they die. uh, And storm worms whisper the high storms are going more powerful. Yep. Also, Navani's daughter, who's Yasna, seeks something. She frightens me sometimes. She's so intense. I honestly believe uh, she's the most intelligent person I've ever known. And the thing she searches for, Dalinar, she believes something very dangerous is near. So that's a theory bait. What's happening? Yeah. uh, Things are definitely happening. Not good. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I don't know hmm, that I necessarily have like a a theory theory for it. Mm -hmm. But I think they're coming upon basically, I think Dalinar's visions are showing him what happened in the past and that's what's going to happen again right. if Dalinar can't stop it. Right. So I think I think that's kind of the whole point of the visions is just to show him, hey, this is something that happened mm-hmm. and it's coming again. And right. So that's why all these things are happening. Good guess. Love it. And I think Yasna also kind of knows that and is trying right. to figure out how to stop it. And right. that's why she's researching like, the Voidbringers and stuff like that. Hey, listener, this might be embarrassing, but I've read this book five times. This is the first time I've ever realized who sends the death rattles. So if you listener also have figured that out, Sydney can't know. So comment on the Instagram for this episode. Don't comment the name or any information about it. Just send, if you think you know who sends the death rattles, send a little, um, hmm, you know those two eyes that look to the side emoji? Mm-hmm. Send one of those emojis so that I know who knows. Interesting. That, that's something that, that interests me because I figured it out and I felt so clever. But then I thought about it and think, I bet most people who read this book more than one time is like, oh, I get it. I don't, I mean, I don't have any thoughts on who sends the death rattles yeah, at you, the moment. I don't, there's not much of a way that you would have been able to guess by now. Yeah. But I've already read all of them. Yes. Well, all of them published so far. So I, I should, yeah. I should have had a little bit better of a vision than I did. But oh, well, we'll That's see. That's funny. Anyways, um, they talk about this and basically Navani's scared. She's just genuinely scared and she kind of just wants someone who will, who will protect her. And yeah. make her feel comforted. And that's kind of what Dalinar is. And she talks about, they talk about the fact that people are going to spread rumors about them. They're yeah. going to say things. And Navani's like, who cares? Gavilar's dead. I was faithful to him when he was alive. It's been six years. It's okay. We can, we can be this. We can do this. And it's fine. Who cares what anyone else says? And it's actually very sweet. Navani is very sweet here. And it's just, it it's a, it, that's basically the end of the chapter. It's very. There's a it's cute sweet. interaction at the very end. I want to say. Okay. Navani says, um, she says that you uh, very well. You began something today. He says I began it. She says the kiss was yours, Dalinar. And he says you seduced me to it. She says what? Seduced, Dalinar. I have never been more open and honest in my life. And Dalinar says, I know that was the seductive part. That's sweet. That is very he, sweet. Dalinar's a good man. Dalinar it makes is me a good so man. happy whenever I read him just being a good guy. Yes. He cares so much about everyone. I love Dalinar. I agree. He, he is also a very is very good, good at murder. So that's a cool little di- dichotomy he's got going <laughs> he's on. He's very good at murder. Said nobody ever. Well, he's he's so good at murder. They have a special name for him when he's murdering people. He's oh the Blackthorn. 
That's hilarious. He's so good at murder, and that's so cool about him. Said nobody except for serial killers ever. Well, let's think about it. Dalinar is so such a good guy who also has to be because he's such a good guy. They had to give him a different name to be like him. So good at murder, he can't be a good guy and be good. I don't disagree with you. This just makes me <laughs> laugh. That, that statement out of context is hilarious. That must be a different guy. He's the black though when he's murdering. <laughs> when he's Not chilling, the same he's Dalinar Kolin, the honorable man. But when he's murdering, he's the freaking black thorn. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway. Oh, anyways, that's the end of that chapter. I I kind of am all for them. <laughs> <laughs> At first you were so against it. I know, but Navani, I kind of like her and I'm kind Aww. of a fan of her. Like she's so sweet and I feel so bad for her and yep. she might be one of my new favorite characters. Oh, that's sweet. And so I kind of ship them even though it's kind of weird that she was married to his brother. Kind of. But at least they're not blood related, right? Yeah, no, only emotional incest. Oh. When there's incest, I only oh, like it emotional. No, I don't. Uh, I don't always support incest, Colin, but when I do, stop. it better be emotional. Colin, stop. And like that guy from those beer commercials. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on to the next chapter, chapter sixty-two. It's called Three Glyphs, um, and the death battle. They're they're getting shorter, which is unnerving. Mm-hmm. It really feels like something's getting closer as they get shorter. I agree. Anyway, the darkness. Be- no, the darkness. The darkness. The darkness. The nark. I did it again. <laughs> oh. The darkness. There's a it's, D there, Colin. It's darkness, not for darkness. Reason, for some reason, my d- man dying voice doesn't doesn't do darkness very well. <laughs> the darkness becomes a palace. Let it rule. Let it rule. Kakeva, eleven seventy three. Twenty two seconds pre death. A dark eyed Salem man of unknown profession. Of unknown profession. Who knows what this dark-eyed Soleil man did? He just did whatever he felt like doing. Yeah, he yells about the palace of darkness. Let it rule, let it rule. No, he yells about the fact that the darkness becomes a palace. Yeah, the palace of darkness. Um, darkness? <laughs> uh, it opens, this is a Kaladin chapter, and Kaladin has gotten himself uh, three glyphs on his arm, a simple little prayer, and all of the rest of the bridgemen are kind of making fun of, ragging on him for it, because they're like, that won't save us. The, uh, the storm father stopped caring about us long ago. That's not going to do anything to help us. And he he's like, well, I'm being sentimental because it reminds him of like his mom and stuff because she's always loved the simple That's prayers. That's so sweet. Um, it was uh, wind protection, beloved. So it's a prayer to Jezere, Jezereza, the storm father, to protect loved ones and friends. That's all it is. That's so sweet. It reminds him of his mom, and so he's happy to wear it. And um, they are the bridgemen are just like absolutely exhausted. And because they're going, they had been up all night scavenging. Yep. Then because she upped their scavenge loads, they also have to scavenge more. Ugh, it's so bad. And they got out. They only got three hours of rest before they're up again to go ahead and take a bridge run. We hate Hashal. Hashal's the worst. Hashal is the worst character in this book. Um, at the moment. Well, and yeah. Scar Scar's basically saying they want us dead. Well, I'll run into death. I'll die fighting. And you know, and Kaladin's, yeah. Kaladin's like they they won't win. They won't. They, we, we won't die. Don't worry. Yeah. And they do their whole thing. And Kaladin's carrying just a huge number of spheres with him. Yep. Um, and Kaladin also says, basically, I'm going to do something crazy. If it works, it'll buy us time. We'll get to survive. Yep. If it fails, I'll be dead. Uh, Taft gets taken in charge. And you're going to try and escape tonight. Yeah. So either way, this is going to be over. The, the, the death is going to be over tonight. Yep. Um, And so Kaladin... Uh, Keeps they keep walking. Kaladin sees Lopin, and Lopin shows that he has collected the uh, armor that they made in the last week, where he tied a bunch of bones to the armor. Yep. He's um, 
Kaladin has the armor. Uh, Lobin has it yeah, in the, they in the water. The yes, Lobin yeah. has the has it underneath the water in the water pouch thing that yeah. they carry. Um, and while they're standing there, a soldier walks over and says, "Hey, I need some of that," and tries to get himself into get some water from Kaladin. Yeah, and he's like, "Crap! If all the soldiers rush our water skins, they're gonna find the armor and think I'm doing something." Yep. So Kaladin walks up and um, basically says, uh, "Hey, drink your own water, friend." And the guy's like, "What are you gonna do to stop me, Bridgman?" And suddenly, all of the remaining bridgemen huddle up around Kaladin in, like, a perfect formation of, like, an army formation. It's like, yeah, want to fight? Let's fight. Love that. And the man, the soldier, uh, gets a little bit, like, basically the soldier steps down. And Kaladin thinks, I really hope no one noticed that that was a perfect formation. I hope <laughs> no one noticed that a group of random bridgemen just ran and got into, like, a spear formation. Well. Well, no one noticed. So we're chilling. Yeah. As far as we know, nobody noticed. Yeah. Speaking uh, of nobody noticing, we still haven't seen Gaz. Yeah. Where the heck is Gaz? Gaz be missing. Hmm. Also, side thing. Um, hmm. Kaladin, Kaladin threatens a little bit by saying this. Do you want to spark a fight right now, friend? If you hurt the bridgeman, I wonder who Sadius will make run this bridge. I mean, he's not wrong. What a, what a good threat, actually. Oh, like, for it's sure. Genuinely a good threat. Oh, yeah. Um, Eventually... Uh, Ke- Lopin threatens to poison the guy because <laughs> Lopin's like, I have a cousin in the water crew. See, I bet I can slit someone in that guy's drink. I freaking love Lopin. Lopin's <laughs> so fun. He's so fun. Never can have enough cousins. Um, but Kaladin says, let's not worry. Let's not do anything like make trouble now. Um, and uh, then they, you know, I'll get to the front. What happens next is they get to the bridge where the fight is going to happen. The enemies are lined up already. They're ready to shoot on, shoot on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, as they start running, Kaladin uh, leans out from underneath the front and runs out. Well, ahead you of the missed bridge. the part where he like put on the armor. No, he does that while he's running. Oh, never mind them. Yes, he gets up on the bridge. He's Lopin had given him the sack. He's carrying it. Yeah, he runs out in front and then shoves on the armor of the Parshendi. And um, he every Parshendi uh, in front of him says abruptly stops singing. They saw him wearing their bones. And it made them angry. Their song changed. The song they're always singing, it yeah. changed. Can I can't really blame them. Can you imagine you're in a battle and you just see some random dude running across in your own, like, armor flesh? Yeah. That would be, first off, disgusting. Yeah. And also very f- offensive. I would be like, what in the garbage is this? Yes. Uh, so he's running and... Every archer on the field starts pointing arrows at him because they want him dead because he's offending their their whole belief system. Yes. And he sucks in enough stormlight, just enough stormlight that he's not glowing visibly in the sunlight. Yeah. And he dodges and dodges and dodges. And there's pages and pages of him dodging and moving and swinging. Yep. And using his powers he doesn't know how to control to suck the arrows to the shield in his hand. And like... Basically, he is like a like wind. They cannot hit him. Yeah. And he manages to get to the front and just keep dodging while the rest of the bridges split around him and place their bridges. Yeah. And uh, essentially what has happened is Kaladin has stopped a single bridgeman or or basically he stopped a single bridge from falling and basically no bridgemen have been hit with arrows because yeah. every archer was trained on Kaladin. Yep. And he's dodged every arrow. In fact, when he ta- starts talking to his crew afterwards, um, 
he, he finds that his his like the sides of his shirt are split with arrow holes, but he has not been hit. Yeah. Um, and all of the other bridgemen come out and like, you fool, you idiot. What? Why'd you do that? And they're both also, you've done it. You succeeded. We've all lived. Like, that. yes. Um, Pretty impressive. Yeah. And so they are they are extremely proud of him, but also like really, really shocked that he'd be willing to even try that. Yeah. Um, and he uh, also, by the way, this whole time, a second group with basically Dalinar now is using Bridgman, but he will only go if the Bridgman aren't getting shot on. Yes. So Dalinar is slightly behind. You think he can see Dalinar's larger army approaching with a few bridges yep. also coming, which is important. And uh, Kaladin is having just just battle shock. He's shaking like crazy. Yep. He's he's sh- like basically stunned. And he tries uh, as Sadius rides up. He says, um, he says, basically, Sadius like, why'd you do that to well, uh, Matal? Yes, because Matal is Hashal's husband. husband, and this is the only time he actually ever talks, and like we actually see him acting as a person outside of Hashal. Yeah. And Sadie's, Sadie's looks at Khaled and says, he looks familiar. And Matal says, he's the one from before, Bright Lord. The one who, and Sadie says, ah, yes, the miracle. And he sent him, uh, sent him forward as a decoy like that. One would think that what, you would be hesitant to dare such measures. And Matal says, I take full responsibility, Bright Lord. And Sadius regarded him and goes, well, lucky for, luckily for you, it worked. I suppose I'll have to promote you now. He shook his head. Those savages practically ignore the assault force. All 20 bridges set, most with nary a casualty. It seems like a waste somehow. Consider yourself commended. Basically, he's uh, Sadius is is spiteful that it worked. Essentially, yeah. Um, but Matal was smart to be like, it was me. I took responsibility because yep. it, it shows. It basically he says the, these did not do it without my permission. I I was in control of this. The success was mine. Yeah. That whole thing, and which is pretty neat. Um, and Matal's mad at Kaladin because he says you you could have got me executed. And Kaladin says instead I got you promoted. Um, and also this is a great line. Matal says. I should see you strung up anyway. And Kaladin says, it's been tried. Didn't work. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. I, I can survive that. I got to do it again, man. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. That's so funny. Um, And uh, basically, then they sit there and they start, they find some, the few who got hit, they start bringing like injured to them. The few who actually got hit by arrows. And as Kaladin's sitting there trying to work on them, a suddenly a line of, um, uh, a line of Parshendi without any real reason as to why they should break through the line, yeah. decide to break through the line, put themselves in extreme risk and line up to shoot arrows at Kaladin and his, and his crew. Yep. And um, Kaladin's like, crap, we're dead. Because Sadius's army makes no point to try and kill them because they're out of position. They're not trying to, once they see that they're not trying to kill the, the soldiers, they don't bother trying to help the bridgemen. Yeah. They're like, I'm dead. I'm I'm dead. Just going to kill me. And suddenly, out of out of nowhere, a man in in slate gray shard plate with a long hook like uh hook like sword comes out of nowhere and slays all of them just in time to save Dal- save Kaladin and his crew. And it's Dalinar. Dalinar Dalinar Colin once again but abandoned his honor guard. His honor guard couldn't keep up because he saw someone in danger, a helpless person in danger. And decided he'd rather run out of position to save them than stay and get more killed because he's actually an honorable good man. Freaking love Dalinar. He beautiful man. Um, and even still, Kaladin's like, uh, Moash is like, he's just saw some easy kills and took them, right, Cal? And Kaladin's like, 
Right. But then he thinks, but he saluted us. Why did he salute us? Yes, because he, just he did it? salute them after he killed all the Parshendi. So we we know as the reader that Dalinar is just a good guy who saw some innocents about to get killed, decided yeah. to kill him. Um, also, uh, Taft doesn't like that he's doing this because Taft is saying like, you're pushing yourself too hard. They're new to this. You don't know what you're doing. You, yep. you can't commit to doing this always. Yep. Um, and also, there's a bunch of like little things that happen back to back. So my order is a little wrong. Sorry, I'm doing it from memory. Uh, they go to see Shen because they haven't seen him since. And Shen is just appalled. Appalled to look at him. Shen is not doing okay. It feels really bad for Shen. I feel really awful for Shen. Because he is looking at his leader wearing the bones of his friends, and he is like looks at him in gags, basically. Yes. Um, so very bad for Shen. Yes. And so they basically say Shen will no longer go on bridge runs with us because we're gonna have to do this more. Yeah, and they've also decided that they're gonna try and do um like multiple people instead of just Kaladin. Several people volunteer to yeah. also wear wear the armor and run in front. Yep. Which later in the later chapter, Kaladin says, I'm very proud of them because a month ago they wouldn't they would put a new person out front just to die for no reason. Yeah. And now they're letting themselves run in front, drawing fire on purpose in yeah. order to in order to uh save, save others. others. Yep. Great people now. Suddenly we good people. We love Bridge 4. We love Bridge 4. All right. That's the end of that chapter. Sure is. By the way, I was right. Uh, Dalinar comes last. I, my order was wrong a little bit, but you get the idea. Well, it's fine. You got it. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we're going to go into 63 now. So this is called Fear. Ah! That's what fear sounds like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways... I'll read the little death rattle. This I'm one's gonna, a little bit longer. I'm going to randomly jump scare throughout the chapter about fear. So be How ready. How dare you? Be ready, listener, for the random sounds of a like of a monster attacking in the background. <laughs> be ready. Oh, gosh. Anyways, okay. Death rattle is, I wish to sleep. I know now why you do what you do, and I hate you for it. I will not speak of the truths I see. And this is uh, Kakasha, 1173, 142 seconds pre-death. A shin sailor left behind by his crew, reportedly, for, reportedly, reportedly, for bringing them ill luck. Sample largely useless. Side thing. Yes. Have you noticed that before each one of these death rattles would be almost every one would be from a different month and and most of the time from separate years. Uh huh. And now the last six have all been from Kakeshev eleven seventy three. I know. I saw that. The the distance between death rattles have been decreased incredibly. Yes. They are coming much quicker now. All of a sudden. They are very zoomy. That's not good. Not great. We don't know what they mean, but that's not good. Not great. Anyway. Anyways, this is a Kaladin chapter again. Or it starts off with Kaladin. I love Kaladin. (laughs) Are you okay? I love Kaladin. Are you okay? (laughs) I think Colton's going crazy. Yeah, we've done a lot of recording recently. (laughs) We have done a lot of recording. I love Kaladin. He's my best friend. Colton's in love. I'm in love. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> With Kaladin. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Kaladin is talking to Layton. Layton is um, currently trying to like help make and design the uh, like the carapace that they used for um, the shields and the armor. Because everyone in the uh, bridge four is going to get some armor now. That's kind of their goal. Yeah. They've basically been allowed to do this at this point. Like they've, it's, it's okay for them to do this. They're allowed to do this thing. Yeah. And Leon is, he used to be an apprentice, um, to a uh, armor. armor yeah. yeah. An armorer. And so he's 
he knows how to like do this. And so he's shaping the, the bones and stuff in a way that will help like arrows deflect off of them and keep them safer, which yep. is really, really awesome. Like, he knows how to do that. There's yep. a lot of really cool, like the more we get to know uh, Bridge 4, I feel like the cooler it gets is because they have yeah. so many different backgrounds and it's really, really cool to Why see Why is that. Layton in the bridge cruise then? If he's an armorer? Um, we don't, oh, because one of it, his, uh, one of the pieces of armor that his master, I guess, made, yep. someone died in it and so they sent an apprentice to yeah take his place as like he basically blamed Leighton even though it wasn't Leighton's fault. He said he said when a when a uh, light eye gets injured from a salty piece of armor, someone has to take the blame. Yeah, and so I was the apprentice. I took the blame. Yes, it's very unfortunate. I feel bad for Leighton because yeah. he didn't do anything wrong. But anyways, they're in the chasm. Oh, I have to sneeze. Hold on. Bless you, Sydney. Bless you, Sydney. Hope your sneeze is good. She's still okay. holding it in. It's gone now. <laughs> He's got to let those fly. Sydney. It's gone He's got to let them fly. It's gone now. Anyways, back to the book. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I forgot when I had to sneeze. Oh, anyways, they're in the they're in the chasm. Um, they're trying to make the uh, the armor, and uh, they're looking for like salvage. Uh, Sills leading them around, that kind of thing. Yeah, and. Uh, they're also working on training, uh, the, they're working on like the spears and training yeah. and Kaladin's talking to Moash, um, because Moash is like the best yeah. for some reason. And he reminds him, like he, Moash reminds Kaladin a lot of himself Yes, because when he was in the army, he trained at one point right after Tien died, trained so hard that he almost like killed himself. Yeah. And so he calls Moash over and basically tells Moash this and Moash is, he's like, you're the best, but I need you to not wear yourself out. Yeah. And like, you know, all that. Um, I need you to I need you to be not tired, not exhausted. I need you to be fresh and ready. And it's good that you have this dedication, that you want to train, that you want to learn how to do this, but I need you to not be worn out. Yeah. And Moash is basically like, it's fine. Like it'll be okay. There's a difference between us, you know? Yeah. Um, we kind of learned that quick question, real fast for you to say. Yes. Why did Kaladin get, when he was about to wear himself out, what pulled him out from wearing himself out? Some girl whose name I forget right now. Just a woman. One of his failures, when he lists his failures every time, one woman's name is listed. Yeah. And he says now, that's a different kind of failure. Apparently, Yee. he failed relationally with this woman. Yee. Anyways, that that this whoever this woman is, we don't know who she is, but whoever she is, she pulled him out of yeah. his uh, issues. And, but basically, he's trying to make sure that Moash doesn't fall into that same thing. And we kind of learn that Moash's whole like motivation is vengeance. Yeah, we don't know why because he won't he won't tell um Kaladin. But basically, he tells Kaladin that he, he's going to try and guard Kaladin with his life because he wants yeah. vengeance. And we don't know why that is yet. Um, or you know what's up with that? But I do. Moash has become very. A very good person and very protective of Kaladin. Yeah. And I really appreciate him for that. Um, anyways, uh, they're talking again. Rock comes over and is like, you look stressed, you know? You okay, buddy? Mm-hmm. And Kaladin's just talking about the fact that they, they don't know how they're going to get out. They don't know what they're going to do. Like, where do we go? At this point, I'm doing. we're now doing stuff that we can survive doing this. We could just stay here, but also... We can't stay here because they're gonna find a way to kill us eventually. Right. Uh, so they're just talking about how they're how they're going to get out, what they're going to do, mm-hmm. um, how they 
how they go about this. And Rock basically is like, I'll talk to Zig, uh, Sigzil about this and we'll figure out a way to get away. Yeah. Like, we're going to we're going to come up with a plan. Yeah. And um, then kind of moving on, uh, Scar wants Kaladin to come and show them how to use the spear. And Kaladin's like, no, I'm not like going to do this. He wants yes. to spar. And Kaladin's like, no, I'm not going to do this because basically he's worried that he's going to fall back into the like whole I'm going to wear myself out kind of thing. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and he'll also get too worried, too anxious. Yes. Let's go kill some people. Yeah. Yes. He, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to make sure that he's taking their plan step by step without feeling like. Yeah they have to do it now like he doesn't want to get too like he doesn't want to basically jump the gun yeah and so he doesn't he tells them that he's not going to um not because he's necessarily but wait I mean, he, he's, w- he waves them off yeah can we do an interaction between him and Tef that happens oh, next? for sure here it goes Tef trotted over a heavy spear on one shoulder lad he said quietly i think it would be good for their morale if you showed them a thing or two yourself i've already given them instruction with a spear that you knocked the head off of going very slowly, with lots of talk. They need to see it, lad. See you. We've been through this, Teft. Well, so we have. Kaladin smiled. Teft was careful not to look angry or belligerent. He looked as if he were having a normal conversation with Kaladin. You've been a sergeant before, haven't you? Never mind that. Come on, just show them a few simple routines. No, Teft, Kaladin said more seriously. Teft eyed him. You going to refuse to fight in the battlefield, just like that horn eater? It's not like that. Well, what is it like? Cowden reached for an explanation. I'll fight when the time comes, but if I let myself get back into it now, I'll be too eager. I'll push to attack now. I'll have trouble waiting until the men are ready. Trust me, Teft. Teft studied him. You're scared of it, lad. What? No, I... Uh... I can see it, Teft said. And I've seen it before. Last time you fought for someone, you failed, eh? So now you hesitate to take it up again? Cowden paused. Yes, he admitted. But it was more than that. When he fought again, he would have to become that man from long ago, the man who had been called Stormblast, the man with confidence and strength. He wasn't certain he could be that man any longer. That was what scared him. Once he held that spear again, there would be no turning back. Well, Teft rubbed his chin. When the time comes, I hope you're ready, because this lot will need you. Kaladin nodded, and Teft hurried back to the others, giving some kind of explanation to mollify them. So. So, that's the end of the chapter. Yep. Um... I feel bad for Kaladin because he's obviously, he has a right to be scared. I mean, yeah. he's been through a lot. Yep. And I feel bad for him. But. And I get, I also get that his idea of, I don't want to get too ahead of it. And I don't want to get too excited and then risk going too early. Like there's, we're going to have one shot at this and I can't risk going too early. Mm-hmm. But I do think it would be good for them, like the other Bridgman to see him like use a spear and stuff yeah but you know it's fine and then is that the end of the chapter yep on the next page do you actually the, mine mine is later in this cha- in these chapters it's well is you, it after you, this chapter you do see it when we're in the chapters though right it's after this next chapter we're about okay to read. that's fine then i'll talk about it anyway here's a map it's a map of the battle of the tower uh which is gonna it's gonna be what's coming here in a bit mine came really early it's this is the map yeah. of the battle it's and funny this is not because the battle. mine comes right before the actual battle so it's like right they talk about yeah mine comes right before the battle happens like the chapter yeah. like it's right before the chapter starts about the battle so i will i will save that chapter when we get to the map we can describe the map when we get to the battle yeah all right uh chapter 64 it's called man of extremes here's the death rattle they come from the pit two dead men a heart in their hands and i know that i have seen 
the wait, and I know I have seen true glory. Don't know what that means. Kakashev or Kakasa Kakashaw, eleven seventy three, thirteen seconds pre death. A rickshaw puller. What the heck is a rickshaw puller? It's a rickshaw is like one of those things that like uh, you sit in and someone pulls you. It's like a wheelbarrow essentially that you pull and someone runs oh, in front of you. Oh, so okay. this is a guy who pulls those. That makes sense. Um, and this is a Dalinar Dal and Navani are currently talking about their past being like in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And Navani's like, I could never tell if you actually liked me or not. Like you were always so mysterious and Gavilar was so forthcoming. He just said he liked me. Yeah. And Dalinar kind of makes him be like, that makes sense. Gal- Gavilar has always been the kind of man who just kind of takes what he wants. Yeah. And I have always been the man who steps aside and lets my brother take what he wants. Yeah. That's why Gavilar was king and I was the bludgeon that they used to get people to submit. Yeah. It's because I did what he asked because I made a point to. Yeah. Um, and so Dalinar is basically like, I he did Gavilar didn't realize I liked you, and so I decided as soon as he started pursuing, I decided to give you up. And Havani's like, "Give me up! I'm not a slave. Like you don't own me." She's not wrong. Thank you, Navani. We love you. Yes. Um, we love you just the way you are, Navani. And Navani says, "Did you always step aside for him?" And Dalinar says, "Always," which is kind of funny because he's he's so quick to let his brother he was so quick to let his brother take anything his brother wanted yeah and he would help him with that he'd kill kill armies to make his brother get what he wanted yep um uh and they are talking and eventually uh navani was saying basically and i still kind of was interested in you even after i was quoting him that was of course until sh- 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 came along yeah so his wife came along and we don't know his wife's name or anything <laughs> that's his wife's name <laughs> um and basically Navani says she changed everything. You seem to truly love her. Like she matched you for temperament. She was she was uh good for you. She was yes. a good partner for you. And that made me hate her eventually essentially. Yeah. Um, but Navani, and it's Nav- funny because during the section, Dalinar can't remember anything about his wife, obviously. And so he's asking these questions, trying to pretend like he knows what she's talking about. Yeah. But he's like, I got no idea, but I have to pretend like I do. And also Navani says, everyone loves sh- 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 it's hard. It was hard for me to hate her. Everyone loved her. And in my, like, I wanted to hate her. But at the end, I could only be mildly jealous of her. Yeah. Um, and it was because she fit Dalinar so well, never being inappropriate around dinners, never being anything other than perfect for Dalinar, which has yeah. uh, made Navani a little bit jealous of her. Yeah. But at least she couldn't hate it. No. And also, sh- 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 was dumb. <laughs> she was not, she was <laughs> yeah. not, Dalinar was much cleverer than sh- 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 was. It's funny. But that, they, they wasn't a big deal. Um, they were. They said they were very, very good. Basically, this whole conversation. Whoever was, was good for Dalinar. Yes. I can't wait till we learn more about his wife. Yeah. Like, I, I want to learn about what happened. Like, why she died. What, why he, like, his curse is to forget her. Like, I, I want to learn all about this stuff. And I'm excited to in, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also... Dalinar is being guilty and she's like you're so like willing to self-indulge about with your guilt and he's like guilt is a self-indulgence what are you talking about but he's he's not wrong people who let themselves feel guilty even after they've been forgiven that's indulging yeah I appreciate that Devani points that out of him and like you've been forgiven stop feeling guilty yeah which is a pre- I, I I like that Navani has a lot of good points yes I really like Navani. she's suddenly become a very good character I know right? I like her a lot and weirdly enough when this happens, sometimes it feels like this is a new person. Nope, this is Navani. Like they've written her in a way that somehow I hated her, but without her changing much and this is a situation changing, I real I see from her point of view now. Yeah. And I kind of like her again. I agree. Yeah. And they are basically he's also saying for Dalinar to um try bending a little. And Dalinar's face thinks like I can't bend a little. 
Because if I bend a little on this thing and let myself do something here, all of my boundaries I've set for myself will shatter. Yeah. I'm, I'm teetering on an edge all the time of shattering and becoming a wretch. Yep. So I need to keep these boundaries. But he decides that he will, for Navani, he will try to bend a little bit on certain boundaries. Yeah. Which, that's sweet. Yes, I agree. I like this. He's He calls himself weak. Navani says, you're not a weak man, Dalinar. And he says, I am. But weakness can imitate strength strength if bound properly, just as cowardice can imitate heroism if given nowhere to flee. That is that is an actual pretty hard line he has. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they're they're walking around, and that all of a sudden the battle horns call, and it's the basically a carapace has shown up on the tower. Yep. The the plateau that no uh person has ever won. No human has ever won. Yeah. The Parshendi always win it. Because it's so huge and perfect and they Parshendi can get there fast enough. Yeah, and they can jump up there. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I think of it as like this big giant like thing with these huge chasms around it. Yeah, there's only like two chasms you can get to it from. Yes. And it slopes up away from those chasms, yeah. like kind of a hill. And then it's a stop, a steep drop off on the other end. Yes. Um, And basically, Dalinar is like, if we win this, this will show that our thing is working. Our teamwork. Like we need, if we should win this, the everyone else will have to do the teamwork thing. Yeah. Because it's shown that it's it will work because we can do this. Yep. So they run off to go do it. Yeah. And then it switches point of view. Real quick, he yeah. also, before he leaves, he thinks about the fact that um he like kind of wants to like hug her, but or like, right? Because but then decides not to because they're in public and whatever. Yeah. Um, but he does think about the fact that Navani said, um, we need him for our cause. In reference and to Sadius. Kaladin, yes. And Ka- or not Kaladin. Sorry. <laughs> Dalinar thinks thinks about this when he leaves. He's like thinks about her war choice and the fact that he she was thinking of them as a as together. As a team. But Dalinar is also thinking as them as together, which yes. I love. So they both realize, wait, we are a team. Like we do this as a team now. Um, I love it. I'm a big fan. POV switch. Woo, 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 woo. Now it's Kaladin. And all of his team are wearing the the bone armor, the barmer. All of his team are wearing the bomber, except for Shen. Shen is disgusted by them and staying behind. Yes, which is fair. Um, because turns out now they've been doing this. It's about six bridge one bridge bridge runs since Kaladin's first. So there's been a time jump between last chapter and this one. Yep. And the bone thing has happened. Every time and have been successful every time, yep. not losing a man for six bridge butt runs. Yes. Uh, also, the Parshendi still primarily focus on Kaladin as if they somehow know he's the cause of this. Yes. Um, also, Bridge Four has more men now because those who are injured don't go back to their own bridges yeah. and they stay with Bridge Four. And so now Bridge Four has more men. Because he basically realizes they're not going to, now that we're doing the armor running, they're not going to say anything to us. Yeah. We're the only ones who'd be willing to do that. And so no one is going to, no, no leader is going to be mad at us for not sending their people back and joining our team. Yeah. So they're taking advantage. They are taking advantage, also, as they should. Also, all of them wear armor because they're basically like, if we're going to be the ones getting shot at, I'm going to let my people be armored. So all of them are wearing the armor. Whoop, whoop. And it's Love also it. like well-made armor now, like actually good armor. Yeah. Um. The, also, as they walked, the other bridges suddenly start clapping for them for no reason. Love and it. Kaladin goes, uh, or Tapta goes, that's new. And Kaladin says, Guess they finally realize what we are. And what's that? We're their champions. Bridge forward. And then they run off towards the, the chasms. Yeah. Now the perspective switches again. Switch, 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 switch. Woo, woo, woo. Now uh, it's Adolin. 
this if we do if I do the bridge the perspective switch every time this these books start switching like crazy at the end so I it's know. gonna be constant well it's funny because it used to be just the chapter was about yeah. whatever character and now it's like hey suddenly we're gonna switch in the middle of the chapter when, now that they're saying I like this though because it's kind of like well, now there's enough things happening simultaneously you need to know about. I agree. That we can't write. A, I'm not going to do a two-page chapter. Yes. So I'm going to just make all of the things that are happening. Instead of being about the character per chapter, it's about what's happening right yeah. now. Which yeah. Is, I think, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's Adolin now. Adolin's like, hey, my father's not insane, which he's appreciating. He decided to be like, instead of being sad that he was wrong, he's made the choice to be happy that his dad is not insane and like yeah. figure out what the next step will be. Instead of being scared, he'll just be like, well, we'll figure it out. Yes. We'll figure out where we're going. We'll figure out what we're doing. Yep. Um, the Adolin and his dad are, are sitting there ready to go. And for some reason, Sadius pulls up. And they're not sure why Sadius is pulling up because he ne- doesn't need to be here. Yeah. He's supposed to be taking off early. And um, then Sa- when Sadius pulls up, he basically says, it's the tower. You, you're the one who said we need to find a way to kill all the Parshendi. This is it. You go around the side. You protract them from the back. We sandwich them in. We can kill 10,000 Parshendi. That's a third of their troops. Yeah. And Dallas like, you're right. That's a great plan. Let's do it. Yeah. They basically just decide to take more troops. Yeah. Than so, they would uh, normally would. So basically, Dallas takes as many as he can handle. Yep. Sadius needs to be fast. So Sadius just takes his small little, little. Uh, I'm saying this with anger as if I already know what happens next because I do. Mm, Sadius yeah. needs to be fast. So he's going to still take a small troop. But Dallas, you take everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Dallas like, Sadius, I still won't use Bridgman to die. And Sadius says, uh. Bah, I have a new way of using Bridgman that that uh, that mostly no one dies. It's fine. And Dalinar basically goes, um, uh, sure. OK, everyone, come on, let's do it. And he gets uh, like the majority of his army to rush. Yes. End of my chapter. Yep. Your chapter. Now we have the little picture of the tower battle. Oh, wait. So basically what we see here is the two armies uh, approaching from two different plateaus. One army is holding the landing ground. The other army is pushing through the middle of the Parshendi. Yeah. And then a second army of Parshendi are approaching this from the side. Yep. That's what we see. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like, drawn by Navani. It's like a battle map drawn by Navani. Yeah. Assumably after the battle. Yeah, I would yeah. assume so. All right. Chapter 65, The Tower. The Tower. The Tower. Bah, bah, bah. You know what's funny? No. When we read the fear chapter... You were supposed to do like fear stuff and you never did. <laughs> I completely forgot till this moment. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so did I. But for some reason, I thought about it right now. Yeah, you're right. All my right. Bad. Anyways, it's fine. Anyways, chapter 65, the tower. The little death rattle says, I see them. They are the rocks. They are the vengeful spirits. Eyes of red. Kakaz. Kakakas? Kakakas. 1173. Eight seconds pre-death. A dark-eyed young woman of 15. Subject was reportedly mentally unstable since childhood. Oh. That's sad. That makes me sad. It is sad. A 15-year-old. Oh. <laughs> that, so that's sad. just actually sad. I don't know what else to say about that. This is actually <laughs> sad. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Where with Dalinar? They <gasps> are... Uh, Dalinar and Sidious are standing on a rock formation overlooking the tower itself. The Parshendi are already there, but they haven't gotten the gem heart out yet, so there's still time. And uh, they begin to uh, use the bridge crews to um, get... You know, to the to the tower, to the yeah. plateau. Yeah. Uh, the Parshani numbers are about ten thousand, which is what they expected. Yep. And they think about Dalinar thinks about the fact that this could be it. This could be a turning point in the war. If they win this, they're going to destroy some of the part, a lot of the Parshani, like a third of the Parshani. Yes. And this could be the turning point in the war. This could be what Dalinar has been looking for. Yeah. And uh, they are basically are like, 
uh, well, Sadie says like, let's attack together. Let's do this together. And Dalinar's like, no, no, no. I, I'm not, we're not doing that. I'm not, not risking the bridgemen that you've yes. let me. I'm not doing that he to bas- them. He basically says, the thing we said earlier about him having like, he's allowed to be lenient in some areas. This is one where he refuses to let himself be lenient. Go, go good for him. Yeah. Hold like, your, hold Dalinar. your morals. Love that. Yes. Uh, and so. Let that be a listen to you listeners. Hold your morals. <laughs> if you don't, we will be mad at you. Yes. And you don't want us to be mad at you. Nope. You won't like us when we're angry. <laughs> we're very much like the Hulk. Really? Yes, you and I. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Here's the thing. I know the majority of our listeners have no idea what we look like. So as far as they know, we are the Hulk. Pot twist. Yeah, that'd be great. You're I. You're the male version of the Hulk and I'm the female version. Isn't there a female Hulk? Now? Yeah, Lady Hulk. She-Hulk. I don't know. It's She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah, she I'm sucks. I'm She-Hulk and you're just Hulk. She, for some reason, has like fourth wall breaking powers. Like, like, gar- oh. like, um. I like breaking the fourth wall. No, but it's awkward. She jumps out into the Disney Plus network, and oh. there's an evil robot who's controlling Disney Plus, and she fights it. What? It, yeah, it's stupid. It's That's really so dumb. bizarre. Megan the Stallion and she twerks during their show, which <laughs> I think could be fine, but it felt really weird. That's so weird. Also, the CGI was bad. Overall, the I like the idea, not the best execution, as I can say for most Marvel projects. Hot, uh, hot, hot take. I don't really watch Marvel, so I don't really have any opinion. Anyways, back to this book. Uh, Sadius heads off, and they start uh, starts going towards the the tower and starts to um, get there. Yeah, Dalinar is very excited because he's like he thinks this can work. He's like, this I think is a great great plan. It's gonna work. Woo. Um, he sees the group of armored bridgemen, so he yeah. sees bridge four, and he's like, that's the first time they've t- they've directly acknowledged each other. Yes, and he's like, why why is that bridge crew allowed armor um yes and he he's confused but he's like you know what i don't have time to a- ask questions it's fine like it just let sadius do what sadius is gonna do yeah. basically is his decision and right before uh, the chapter switches uh, perspective adolin comes up and basically dalinar just says all right time to get the men ready let's go yeah. and then the the uh, chapter sw- switches and it's in the middle of kaladin's perspective of him dodging all the arrows and there's a bunch of um his uh, bridge crew that are also dodging with them. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And this is when Cowden thinks about, I think, when they most they the mostly target that, him. Yeah. Yeah. That they wouldn't have done this before, and now they are, and it's yeah. it's really awesome. And also, they mostly target him still anyway, yep. which is helpful because he's the only one who can use Stormlight to yep. dodge better. Yeah. Uh, but he gets. They get to the end. They get the bridges down, and uh, Cowden turns, and he finds that he's been almost like too. He thinks that he's been almost too like used to this now that yeah. he hasn't been paying enough attention and hasn't been careful enough because scar has been hit in the foot <laughs> it's scar i love scar he says um air on the foot in the storming foot who gets hit in the foot as he's sitting there like cradling his foot <laughs> that makes me laugh uh but uh kaladin goes to help scar and then taft comes over and mm-hmm. taft's been hit in the shoulder and i had a moment where i when i was reading this that i skipped down to the bottom of this page and was like oh <gasps> Oh no, Teft is dying because I didn't read what was happening in the middle. Because all I read was "I'm sorry, Teft," and I was like, "No, Teft!" But Teft is fine. He survived. He's not dying. I will survive, says Teft. <laughs> okay, that's his new voice. <laughs> yeah, it's because Teft's voice gets that high. I'm sorry, lad. Teft mumbled, eyes glassy. Um, you're all right, says Kaladin. That's terrible. Do you think he was dodging? Think that's why he wasn't with the bridge crew? Like, why Moa should have called him over? Yeah, that I would assume probably so. one of the wrong dodgers. I, I would assume that Tef was one of the dodgers. How old do you picture Tef? Because I picture him being like 50-something. I also picture Tef being pretty old. but I think... And also not super fit for some reason. I picture him short oh, really? and kind of unfit. Yeah. I fit 
picture Teft is pretty fit. Who would you say right now is your current stance on Teft? Who would you say plays Teft? Oh, like actor wise? Really? I um, think Pedro Pascal. Not a joke. Pedro <laughs> Pascal would nail Teft, actually. That's hilarious. Slightly oh, older man. but still fit and powerful man. He's, Pedro, oh, he's tapped for me. Pedro Pascal is. I've decided. Mm, interesting. I feel like I could picture someone who. Hmm. Danny DeVito is Gaz, right? We could agree that Danny DeVito is Gaz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think of like Hugh Jackman or somebody for Teft. Oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is older, but also super fit. Yeah. And I feel like that's my image of Teft. That would be, yeah. I think actually Hugh, I think either Pedro or Hugh Jackman both would be great choices. I agree. Good job, us. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Anyways, uh, basically, this section here ends before it shifts again. We're doing that in three with- weeks. We shouldn't have done that this early. We're, we're going to be doing like our, our guesses for in like three weeks, which is kind of it's so early that we're doing it now. That's dumb That's of us. hilarious. It's Sorry fine. for the spoilers. It's fine. <laughs> if you haven't listened to us before, we always do. Uh, we always pick some of our favorite characters from the books or just yeah. some characters from the books that are really big. And we make them into actors. Yeah, pick and who actors we think play would play them. I play I play Hoyd. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I, I want to. I would kill. I would kill a man if I got to be Hoyd in, in some Cosmere media. No killing anybody. I'd be the Black Thorn and kill some dudes to get Hoyd. <laughs> no. I would I would die to play Hoyd. Brandon Sanderson, if you're listening and you ever make a movie out of this book. And you want let Hoyd Colton to be Colton. Be Hoyd. And can I play a character too? I if you listen to if Can we, I be Shalon? If we manage to get this podcast anywhere, we at least should get a cameo, right? <laughs> let us be one of the Bridgman who just died in the background or something. <laughs> No, I want to be. Uh, I want to be the very God. best. <laughs> That's a big one. I know, like no one ever was. I it would be. It would be so fun. Can you imagine that, Colin? If we got to be part of Brandon Sanderson like movie or something? Yes, I would love. To, I would also kill for Shin Man. Uh, uh, Zeth. I would do. I would kill for Zeth. I'd shave my hair for Zeth. <laughs> And you, you listener, don't understand how much my hair is my brand on campus. Oh, yes. I would 100% shave my hair to be Zeth. No question. <laughs> Colin, you can know, people know Colin just because like of his hair. People like people I know will be like, who's the curly haired guy? Yeah, <laughs> I am I'm like, ah, Colin. Uh, most, I would say at least half of campus could identify me as a guy who goes to their school yes. because of the way my hair is. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty recognizable dude because my hair. I've kind of learned that most of campus also recognizes our friend group, which mm. is so funny to me because we're kind of loud. There's 10 of us in our friend group. And when not even when we all get together, but like when we all get together, we're loud. We've recently heard we, we were watching. We were watching a sport with some people in a room and it was just a few people. And they said that their group sees our group enter the lunch area and says, oh, no, which is <laughs> which is kind of off putting for me. <laughs> The other people who I don't know see us and think, oh, there's that group of people. It's so funny to me. We're really not. Okay. We're not that loud. I mean, they listen to our podcast, Sydney. They know how loud we are. Yeah. But I mean, Imagine like in a us. public space. We're not that group that's like <laughs> walking around screaming like right. random things. We're just when there's 10 of us together, it can get kind of loud because there's 10 of us. Also, we our conversations we think are funny. And so often if someone overhears just a random line, our, we're... We're weird people. It's fine. Anyway, people know us. It's it feels great to be known though. It's just so bizarre to be like yeah. in a friend group that people just recognize, oh, there's that group again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Yeah, moving, moving on. on. Uh basically Temp comes over. He's got an arrow sprouting out of his shoulder. And Cowden goes to fix it and He survives. 
Yes, he's fine. Uh, Kaladin has to put the scar or the the hot knife right into the wound, which, and that's why he's apologizing. Yeah, he cauterizes it at the beginning or at the end. Um, but Teft is fine. So now we switch perspectives. Well, he's not great, but he's not going to die. But he he's he's alive, and yes. that's all that matters. He will survive as long as Teft doesn't die. I don't care. I would riot if Teft died. Okay, absolutely freaking riot. What? Well, why would you riot? Because I love Teft. Fair enough. That's all. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Uh, we're now back into Dalinar's perspective, and uh, there's men fighting, screaming. Dalinar hasn't yet gone up to the tower, but now he leads a bridge crew up to the chasm. You're right. And uh, starts. He gets over onto the onto the tower and begins to fight. And fight. He's fight, fighting and fight, fighting. Fight, 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 fight. Everybody, ba, 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 ba. Sorry. And he uh, gets into the thrill. He wonders why the Parshendi don't bring any of their shard bearers because he knows they have them. Yeah. So he wonders why they're not there. And, uh, the you know, he's just fighting. He's killing a bunch of people, that kind of thing. He's he's doing his thing. Um, he starts throwing stones at people. Yeah. Which they, is funny. They sling stones at him with a giant slingshot. So he kills all of those fools and then grabs the, the, the like, head side stones, he says, and eats them at people. Yeah. And... Uh, that they're fighting. The thrill's really going. Um, they start climbing up the tower. Uh, they get up to the tower. They're still fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. Um, most of this chapter is just this section is just them fighting. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, right, Dalinar's about to kill a Parshendi, and then looks at him and is like, "Holy crap! This dude is young. He's a kid, and he's terrified." The look on this kid's face is literally terrified. And so Dalinar stops. The thrill goes away. He feels nauseous. He's like. What am I doing? This boy wouldn't have even, like, he would have been a child when Gavilar died. He did not do this. Yeah. And then. As one of Dalinar soldiers come over and just stabs the kid. Kills and him. And that's it. Mindless, thoughtless. Yeah. Dalinar tried to stop him even and didn't get there in time because the guy just stabbed it through his neck and continued on with yes. his life. It's it's very sad. And Dalinar's like, what do I do? What, yeah. what, do, what do I do? He doesn't know what to do because they killed Gavilar, but also, it, like, some of them are just kids. Some of them are innocent and had nothing to do with this. And he just, he doesn't know what to feel. He is stressed about the visions. Um, He's very concerned. And then all of a sudden, Adolin comes over and is like, crap, what do we do? Sadius's men are leaving. They are leaving us. They're taking their bridge crews and leaving. And Dalinar's like, hold on, what? And basically, this chapter ends. And with, they all pull back. All the bridges are now yes, pulled back. Sadius's army retreats, leaving Dalinar's army stuck on top of the tower without a way to get down. And also, in the plan that they had drawn, Dalinar's army was a push through. So now his army is in the middle of the two other armies. Yes. Also, another Parshendi army yep. is approaching. So yep. there's he split the army into two. He's in the middle of the one army. Another yep. army is approaching, and his retreat that was supposed to be being held by Sadius is now being abandoned. So he is completely surrounded on yep. every side, and another army is coming to, to make it even also, worse. Also, the Alethi were winning, but now they're losing because Sadius is leaving. Oh, yeah. It was not even like... It wasn't... It was he. They were winning. They were doing good. Yes. They were Their plan was working. Basically, Sadius... Just left them. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading this chapter, I was sitting with Colton and I looked up at him and I said, no. Mm-hmm. Sadius was finally being a good person. Mm-hmm. And then he done did this. And he just betrayed Dalinar. Yep. And I was so angry and I am still very angry. Basically, Sadius is the worst character in this book and he should be dead. Mm. That's my opinion. Well. That's all. 
moving on. Chapter six. That's the end of the chapter. Yes. Chapter sixty-six. Codes. Here's the. Here's the. Um. By the way, tell me what this reminds you of. Here's the death rattle. The chanting. That singing. Those rasping voices. Sounds like the Prashundi. Mm-hmm. Kakatash, 1173, 16 seconds pre-death. A middle-aged potter, potter reported seeing strange dreams during high storms during the last two years. Who's that remind hmm. you of? Dalinar? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think Dalinar will have a death battle? Something's happen if he dies, maybe. But he's not going to die. We know that. Well, he's I in a pretty bad spot. I don't think he's going to die. He's going to get his way out of it. I don't know how, but he's going to find his way out of it. Well, that's what theory time is for. At the end of this chapter, I'm about well, to read Well, I don't you. really have a theory of how he gets out of it. I just you got to make something up. Okay. okay. Sydney, 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 look at me. You okay. have you have me going through this chapter to figure out a theory. <laughs> okay. That's how long you have. Um, Kaladin uh, was working to heal people when suddenly he looks and sees uh, the battle's happening. And he's like, wait. Are they pulling back? And they're like, Sadius must be injured. Or even if he's injured, they wouldn't retreat. Sadius must be dead? No. he can't. His banner still flies. He can't be dead. Unless, maybe, hmm. And then they just see him. Yeah. Nope, he's alive. Um, And uh, Sadius is like basically gleaming Sharplate. And Kaladin realizes finally they're abandoning him. This was a trap, a setup. Sadius is leaving High Prince Colin, all of his soldiers, to die. And he's like, oh, what? That can't be right. And Moash is cursing and following. And um, Sadius is trotting on his horse and he gets close enough that the bridgeman can hear him. And Sadius says, I told you, old friend, I said the honor of yours would get you killed someday. He shook his head. Then he turns his horse and leaves. It's okay, Sydney. It's fine. It's, it's all just fake. a fictional character. It's not real. It's fake. Um, and Dalinar is, is, uh, it cuts back to Dalinar now. He's fighting, 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 uh, pages and pages of him fighting. And he's basically like, this was, this was well-planned. There's no way that I can like in the speed of armies, that retreat was clearly pre-planned because he's out. It's, yeah. it, he, he got out so fast that there was no way that my army could have reacted and gotten back in time. Yeah. This was planned. He could have done that. He, he knew this was going to happen. And Dalinar watches Sadius right away, and he thinks, I saved your life, Sadius. I put myself in danger to save you. And Should have let him die. He Dalinar pulls back, and he is basically, he's just, I can't believe this. He's trapped. And his son and him have a little conversation about how, um, like, whose fault it is and how Adolin is like, I'd rather follow you here and die than be right. Yeah. I've decided I'd rather be on your team than be right. Mm-hmm. And... That is appreciated, actually. I like Adolin yeah, for that. I do really like Adolin. He's definitely matured a lot. And Dalinar kind of recognizes this. He's like, hold on, wait a minute. What? What happened to my son? Yeah. Like, he's matured so, so much. And I really love that. This is a great thought. Did it matter that his visions had been wrong about Sadius? Was he ashamed of the man that, that they, and the reading from the book, had made him become? The final piece fell into place inside him. The final cornerstone. And he found that he was no longer worried. The confusion was gone. He'd known what to do. At long last, no more questions, no more uncertainty. So Dalinar's decided that this is he's proud of the man he is, even if it means he got betrayed. Yeah. Because he knows that he is better for how he has become. Yep. Um, and so Dalinar gives a beautiful little speech here. In fact, should I just dramatic read the speech? Yes. I think you should. Here it goes. Dalinar turned to the soldiers around them. It's time for us to fight, he said, voice growing louder. And we do so not because we seek the glory of men, 
but because the other options are worse. We follow the codes, not because they bring gain, but because we loathe the people we would otherwise become. We stand here on this battlefield alone because of who we are. The members of the Cobalt Guard, standing in a ring, begin to turn, one at a time, looking toward him. Beyond them, reserve soldiers, light-eyed and dark, gather closer, eyes terrified, but faces resolute. Death is the end of all men, down on our bellowed. What is the measure of him once he is gone? The wealth he has accumulated and left for his heirs to squabble over? The glory he obtained, only to be passed on to those who slew him? The lofty positions he held through happenstance? No, we fight here because we understand. The end is the same. It is the path that separates man. When we taste that end, we will do so with our heads held high, eyes to the sun. He held out a hand, summoning Oathbringer. I am not ashamed of who I have become, he shouted and found it to be true. It felt so strange to be free of guilt. Other men may debase themselves to destroy me. Let them have their glory, for I will retain mine. The sharp blade formed, dropping into his hand. The men did not cheer, but they did stand taller, straight-backed. A little of the terror retreated. Adolin shoved his helm on, his own blade appearing in his hand, coated in condensation. He nodded. Together, they charged back into battle. And so I die, Dalinar thought, crashing into the Barshendi ranks. There he found peace, an unexpected emotion in the field of battle, but all the more welcome for that. He did, however, discover one regret. He was leaving poor Renarin as Kalin High Prince, and over his head and surrounded by enemies grown fat on the flesh of his father and brother. I never did deliver that sharp plate I promised him. Dalinar thought, he will have to make his way without it. Honor of our ancestors protect you, son. Stay strong and learn wisdom more quickly than your father did. Farewell. I love that. That's so sad. Also, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. This is my theory, okay? I think Kaladin's going to come back and help him. Because mm-hmm. Kaladin obviously saw this. Yep. And I think Kaladin, Kaladin at least, and I think Bridge 4 will come with him, are going to come back and help them. And they're going to, because they're wearing the Parshendi armor, they're going to get there and the Parshendi are going to see them and they're going to basically, the Parshendi are going to go after them and leave Dalinar and his soldiers a chance to escape because they're going to have the bridge with them. Yeah. And so that's what I think is going to happen. That's a great theory. I love that theory. Thank you. Uh, is there anything else you want to ask about? You want to talk about? Um, Not really. I was pretty part of that theory. So that's all that's I a, got. It's a solid theory. I like it. <laughs> all right. You. I guess now because of that, it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Okay. We did it. We, we did, did the rank kick. Uh, Sydney, read us who we saw this week. All right. This week we saw Kaladin, Taft, Rock, Layton, Moash, Shen, Sil, Scar, Lopin, Sidious, Matal, Hashal, Navani, Adolin, Renarin, Dalinar, Sigzil, Haber, and Yake. And this week's ranking, we do this order. Kaladin is the best. We love him. Dalinar, Adolin, both have honor. They become better people. Navani, actually kind of like her. She's really nice. Yeah. Uh, Taft, he's a cool guy. Layton, he made the armor. We love him. Sil, didn't do much. Just kind of there. Renarin, he's so sweet. We love Renarin. Moash, gotten pretty cool. Rock, nicest guy alive. Lopin, very funny person. Shen, we feel very, very bad for. Yeah. Uh, so we like him. Scar, Sixel, Haber, and Yake are all just kind of there. And then the Wish You Were Dead tier, we have the least Wish You Were Dead, Matal. Still hate him. Followed by Hashal. Hate her a little bit more. Followed by Sadius, our least favorite character in the entire story. Yes. Uh, read us last week's top five and bottom five. All right. Sydney. Last week's top five was Kaladin, Dalinar, Hoy, Teft, and Adolin. Yep. And last week's bottom five was Sadius, Gaz, Capsule, Amaram, and Hashal. This week's top five, we have Kaladin, Dalinar, Hoyd. It's the same. Then Adolin went up one, and Navani managed to squeak on to the bottom of the list. Yep. And then our bottom five um, is goes like this. Matal, Capsule, Amaram, Hashal, Sadius. And for the 
first time ever. For the Gaz first is not on this list. Forever. Since we started this book, Gaz has been on this list every single Week. time. And for the first time ever, he has been completely removed because there are now worse characters, which is so sad because Kaz was the worst for the longest time. And now there's been a lot of worse people who've been added to our list. So, like Sadius. And Hatal and Mashal. Because Gaz was a butthole, but he was just doing his job. The others just suck. At least you didn't betray the person you pretended to love like Capsule did. At least you didn't... Um, Betray the people you depended to protect, like Emram did. At least you're not Hashal and Matal, like Hashal and Matal are. At least you didn't betray your friend that you've recently started trusting again, like Sadius did. Really, you and I just hate betrayers, I think. Oh, I think we have every right to to hate betrayers. Three of our bottom five are people who betrayed someone's trust. I think we have (laughs) every right for that. Yes. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you being here. Also, thank you to Alesia for making the intro and outro of our program. We appreciate you for that. That's A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify, by the way. He makes great music. You should check him out. Yes. And next week, make sure you read chapter 67, 68, and 69. And if you don't read those three, sin- oh, two weeks from now, not next week. Next episode. Well, yes. Next episode. Remember, we're not going to have an episode come out next week. Because it's, but- it's freaking holiday season. Yes. Happy Merry Christmas. And happy Hanukkah and happy to all the other holidays that are around the same time frame. Happy New Year's. Everyone just have a great time. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, but do have fun. Yes. Um, All right. Also, make sure you have those read or else Sydney will spend months and months building your friendship and trust and then will get you to go on a very risky thing relying on her to protect you. And then Sydney will pull out the last minute to make you defenseless and dead in the middle of your enemies. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Will you get out? I guess we just have to tune in next week. Or two weeks from now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> tune you Tune in all. next episode. Thank you all so much for listening. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show is over.